Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Boots and Whiskey Podcast. As always, my name is Jim. Welcome to the show. We have another great interview tonight with our good friend, Ken Macy. Ken is originally from up here in the great state of Massachusetts. He has recently moved down to Florida to pursue his musical career or continue his musical career. Um, you know, Ken and I connected a few weeks ago and I just, I love this dude's story and, um, I hope you do too. I think, I think this is a guy you can really enjoy and really appreciate. And I think you're going to hear that in our interview. Um, so without further ado, everyone, uh, Ken Macy and I's interview. Enjoy. Hey, Ken. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good. You can hear me all right? I can hear you great. Can you hear me all right? Yes. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Well, well welcome to the Boots and Whiskey podcast. Um, it's great to have you on. I thank you so much for taking taking some time and chatting with me this evening. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it, and um, I appreciate the time. Absolutely. Um, so, how how's things going down in in Florida? Great. Um, I just moved here in May, and uh, I came back up. I I got everything running business wise in June. I came back up to do a tour in New England, and then. Um, I just started getting going in August and, uh, it's picking up. So it's, uh, it's been really good. That's awesome. That's so good. Now, do you, um, you know, I'm sure everybody's sick of hearing it that is listening to all of these episodes and eventually I'll stop saying it, but, um, super informal tonight, you know, nothing, nothing crazy. I've got a few questions I want to ask you, but mostly this is, you know, this is like a, a showcase for you. This is your show. Um, you know, I want to hear about you and what you're doing and your music and, how you've gotten to be where you are and, and that sort of thing. Great. Um, so, so tell me, how, how did you get into all this? Um, when I was 13, I, I played hockey for a number of years and people were um, getting bigger than I was size wise. So I wanted to find something else to do. And I was, I was uh, driving by a music store one day and I saw a guitar in the window and I thought, Oh, that looks like a lot of fun. So um, instead of playing hockey, I went and switched to guitar when I was 13. And um, I just picked it up. And ever since then, it's just been fantastic. I've, uh, I started off as a session player playing uh, a bunch of different styles of music as a kid. Um, my dad, it was funny. My dad would have to go with me to certain gigs because I was too young to uh, actually be in there. Nice. And, uh, it, it started, I started off as a lead guitar player for a number of bands and – I was in funk bands, 80s bands, blues bands, uh, you pretty much name it. And then when I was in one of the 80s bands, there was a drummer friend of mine. We both liked the same type of music uh, between like the band and sort of more rootsy type of stuff. 80s wasn't really our thing. So he suggested, hey, why don't you write songs? And I had never thought of it. I was um, so by the time I was 23 at that point, um, I I never gave it a thought. I thought, well, I did when I was younger, but I didn't really know what I was doing. And You know, it, it takes some time to learn the ropes of, of, of writing and stuff. So I said, I might as well give it a shot. And that was my first sort of band and real EP, um, which was known to What If. And there was a lot of learning that I learned about, you know, during that process. There was a lot of learning in the sense of... Um, it just how to record 
that sort of thing, how to write. And I learned a lot about myself and what I'm supposed to sound like. And for those out there that are starting to writing, I think the best thing you can do now is just record yourself and start there. And the more you hear yourself and hear your tones and your sounds, that's eventually what will become your sound. And then as time went on, that's where I developed my sound from there on out. That's awesome. So that's how you got that, you know, that quote unquote country sound. Yeah, I think to me, it was when I was a, when, growing up listening to records when I was a kid. I think that's where the sound came from. Yeah. And people would tell me it, I, I, which, which is fine. I think that's the way it should be, you know, where people, you know, get, give you an idea of what you sound like because you, you can't really hear it when you're performing. You just perform. So right. it takes two sets of ears, one to perform and, and do it and to get it out there. And there's those that listen. Right. And I never really picked up on it until years later, people were telling me, Oh, you have a country sound, but I grew up in the countryside. So I listened to a lot of, you know, there was more trees than people. And, you know, yeah. um, And I would listen to a lot of different records with those sort of themes. Like John Mellencamp was big growing up. Yeah. I remember hearing small town and, being able to relate to that song. I was like, that's, that's me. Yeah. yeah so that's, that's our family. This is, this is what it is. And it, and it permeated. And, you know, it, that's where it started like there and Neil Young. And then eventually I got into more traditional country like Johnny Cash and, uh, you know, Hank Williams and, and, and Willie Nelson. And, and then, and then I would hear stuff back into the fifties uh, with Elvis and my grandmother had Elvis records and hearing a lot of the players on that had a lot of country influence, uh, Chet Atkins, that sort of thing. And then, you know, then, then I as, as when I went along, it was a little bit of Southern rock thrown into, like I was big into Credence and Black Crows and, um, and then Dwight Yoakam came into the picture and I, I heard him all over the place in the late eighties, early nineties. And I really liked his sound and, and here and Travis Tritt later and, you know, just being able to follow it all the way up to Chris Stapleton. And that's, yeah. you know, you, the, the more you listen to stuff, I think that's where you draw your influence from. And yeah. that's where a lot of it came from was from those records and just being a fan of those records. Yeah. You know, I, it's funny. Like I tell people all the time, like, you know, with me and country music and um, you know, I, I hated it. <laughs> like absolutely despised country music growing up and it really wasn't in the last until like the last 10 years or so where i actually um formed an appreciation for it Um, i think you have yeah and i I think you have to understand it i mean that's the big thing and i think there is an age thing to it too yeah when you're a kid you don't you know when you're a kid you hear sounds like that's what you're drawn to and i I didn't mean to cut you off i apologize for that no 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 it's true because you know you know, going with that, you know, I, I tell people all the time, you know, my musical tastes have, have, you know, growing up have changed with whatever the hell was going on in life. Right. right. You know, when I was a teenager, I was into the metal and, you know, I went to Ozfest in high school and, you know, I was that angsty teen that, you know, hated my parents <laughs> just, just for surviving, you know, and then college came and it was the jam bands and it was you know sure. the, the dead the dave matthews the fishes of the world you know and then oh yeah great bands. And then, you know you, you settle down and 
you know, get married and have kids. And then country music kind of really like permeates because that's what it talks about. I think it's evolved too, though, because, you know, it's hard because I, I the stuff that I grew up with that was country wasn't really fashionable at the time. Sure. And if it was, it was it sort of had the stigma to it, yeah, which it I didn't really or just um, just hillbilly stuff. And I yeah. didn't really understand that. And I'm like, well, what's wrong with that? Like, you know, everybody relates to music and to a message somewhere and there's something in it. Um, to me, it's it's about the sounds and where you are in life. And I think, you know, I, I grew up listening to that type of stuff. So to me, it was normal. Like I didn't, you know, <laughs> I didn't see it as abnormal. Right. But, um, but, you know, I, you know, I did get into like, you know, the hard rock stuff. And then like you said, fish and that stuff too. But um, I think once you start to really look at it, there's a lot of truth in it. And yeah. Yeah. that's I mean, something it's, it's that never goes out of truth style. For a reason. You know, I, I, I sort of look at um, like traditional folk was where it started and then it and then it went out to country for that. And there was a lot of truth, a lot of um, historical messages in their lyrics. And blues was the same way. It was cut from the same cloth where same thing. Blues isn't always fashionable to people in the mainstream. Right. But it's always there, much like country was. And I think they were, you know, they were the foundations for rock and roll both sides of it i mean if you listen to those elvis records i mean there's country licks all over that thing oh yeah you know between there and even those johnny cash records there was some rock and roll stuff but it was you know it was from country and blues and that it, i think that's what's important about blues and country music is that it has truth to it yeah and when you're ready to discuss you know to discover the truth that's what's there and that's what's in those records. And I think that's why, you know, even coming into now, it's been able to evolve from that because I think people recognize that there is, when you, when you listen to a country song, there's truth to it. And that's what people gravitate towards. Yeah. You know, and that, those are the, those are even the messages, like whatever you, you, you know, you put on any sort of top 40 country radio station. There's a reason why those songs are on the radio, and it's because people relate to the truth that's in the song. And I, yeah. and I think it's grown, and I think it's, I think it's a great thing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it, it, it just, it's just so funny. You know, talking about that and like how you know country music has kind of, you know, in a way, you know, like you were saying, was was quote unquote hillbilly music, and now it's, it's literally pop culture, or or just turned into that. You know, you can't. You can't throw a throw a stick and not hit some sort of, you know, country artist on the radio, regardless of the station. Yeah. And I, I think it's I think it's just evolved. I think it's gotten its time to evolve. And, and a lot of, you know, in, in general, I think a lot of genres do that. I mean, if you even go back to the 80s. You know, there was the 80s pop stuff, but there was a lot of resurgence of the 50s stuff in the 80s. Yeah. And also blues was huge in the 80s. You had Stevie Ray Vaughan. Um, you had Jeff Healy come out. I mean, you know, there was there was a good amount of talent there for those folks, too. Uh, Bonnie Raitt was big in the 80s and 90s for blues. Yeah. And I think country sort of had a backseat. You had Dwight and Travis Tritt and, you know, uh, Alan Jackson, um, who I, I think they're all terrific. 
Oh, and yeah. I, I think it's just, I think it's whatever genre is popular at the time comes forward and then it, and then it goes and comes back. But the, but to me, the, the one thing much like blues that I love about country is that the true ones stay around and they always have something to say and you can, and you can pick that out in a lineup. No problem. And that's, those are the people I love listening to. Like I said, like Alan Jackson and, and Dwight specifically. Um, and, and more recently, Chris Stapleton has a voice that's just, you know, sent from above. It's, it's stunning. Yeah. And but you he, know, but he writes about truth too. I mean, yeah. he, that's, you feel it in his voice and his soul and in his tunes. And it, that's, that's why he's so popular and he's so great. Cause it's, yeah. that's what you're hearing, you know? Yeah. You know, I think, you know, I, I, I don't hear enough, you know, you, you know, we, everybody in the country music world knows who Chris Stapleton is and he's played on the radio and, you know, so on and so forth. But I also feel like he also is one of those hidden gems where, you know, he's popular, he's got some really good tunes out, but doesn't fit that country music radio mold like the rest of them do. And I think that's what makes him so special. I think he's more traditional, to be honest. Right. Um, you know, and in that sense, I mean, if you really listen to him, I mean, there's, you know, I hear elements of Dwight in there when he does his soul stuff, like his ballady soul stuff. I hear, yeah. funny enough, I hear some Tom Petty in him too. <laughs> yeah. More recently with Starting Over, um, which I know Tom Petty's more rock, but he was from the South and he has, he has that sort of sound to him. Uh, and I, you know, I hear... Um, I hear the more, you know, like Hank Williams Jr. and him a little bit and a little bit of Greg Allman yeah. thrown in, um, which he, lo- you know, you can hear it in what he plays. And, and, and that's what makes that stuff great is that, you know, when you, when you hear that type of a country artist, that's to me, that's what does it. It's like, I'm sold. Like, <laughs> you know, Chris, Chris could, I, I, I would say this about Aretha Franklin too, the, where I, I would say to people, oh, yeah, they could sing a phone book and I'd listen. You know? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Which means, you know, like you could just sing anything and it, it comes out wonderfully. And that's and, and it's great to have those influences and to be able to draw from that. Yeah, it, it sure is. So is that, you know, for your sound, um, especially the, you know, the stuff that you've put out recently with the campfire songs um, and all that, you know, you, there's a lot of. I mean, I think there's, there's a lot of soul to those songs. Thank you. Yeah. Um, you know, especially like, you know, campfire songs like that, that to me, that's just, that's a country song. If that makes sense. You know, I think it really hits on all aspects of what is and what was and what could be. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I, I never thought of it that way. That's that's a good way to put it. And when the when the pandemic hit, I it, it was weird. I I sort of went back to thinking about just growing up for some reason, and I started to see people uh, go out into nature again, and people would go camping, and because there wasn't really much to do. Yeah. And, I, and I would see that and I was like, wow, that is really cool. Like we've come this far with technology, right? And then 
you see this, it's like people going back to the basics of life. And some of your best times you have around a campfire trying to solve the world's problems, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've all been there. And, yeah. and that, it, it made me think of growing up in that, in that time and just the simplicity of it all and just kind of just stopping to see what's around you. Yeah. And it, it, it was really more of a landscape view of life. And that's where Campfire Song started. I started writing the song and that all that whole thought process came in and it eventually kind of became a concept record without trying to be one. Yeah. You know, um, when it went to Backroads and all the other songs that were on there. And, you know, I, I thought about my own times in the backyard with my friends drinking around a fire pit and uh, trying to solve the world's problems. But it was also just something simple. Like it's just, it, it doesn't have to be about drinking per se, but it's really more about just the simple things in life and, and returning back to that and getting out of the daily grind and going somewhere where you can unwind, be yourself and be happy. And that's really the concept of the whole EP. Yeah. Now, so where did you record this and how? I recorded it at Wachusett Recording Studios, and I used um, Michael Harmon on drums, who was fantastic. Uh, we did the whole takes on the five songs in a night. Um, and then Roger Lavalley mixed it. He played pedal steel on it. He took a lot of the photos um, of me in the studio, too. And he did some keyboard work on it, and he, he was phenomenal. And we... It was interesting with Roger because I've, I've made eight records up to this point, And this was the first time where him and I would go back on uh, production things through email. <laughs> um, that's how much we love the songs. And that's, that's when I knew we had something too, because it was such an amazing experience to be able to go through that. And one I've, I really haven't had. And, with all the distractions and everything going on in life at the time is the, the world was in chaos, but the music was the one thing that remained constant. And yeah. it was so cool to be a part of that, that. We just, we all went into the studio. We just, you know, just went to work. We didn't even think about anything. It was all about the songs. And to me that when people hear that, that's what, you know, that's what I want people to take from it. It's about the songs for them. And yeah. It was such a fun record to make. I didn't really want it to end, <laughs> but I, I knew I, I, I knew I had enough and I didn't want to overdo it to where you have a couple of tracks. You go, well, I could have done this better and that sort of thing. I, I felt like this was really complete after we finished it. That's awesome. So, so then I'm, I'm guessing what recording studios is, is back up here. At, yes. I'm sorry. That was in uh, Princeton, Massachusetts. Yeah. 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 So, so what, what made the move to Florida? Just sick of the weather? Because I don't blame you. Um, I think, yeah, I think part of it was that um, th th there was there's a multitude of factors. I, th I think part of it was my, uh, I, w I wasn't gigging for seven months. That was the other thing. I, I wasn't able to gig just because of everything that was going on. Right. So we, we had talked about it, my wife and I, and I said, you know, I could always come back up here during the summers and be able to do it that way. And we, we got, you know, we had gotten sick of the winter. And, um, you know, we just wanted to try it, you know, 
And if worse came the worse, hey, whatever we could we could go back and 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 the nice thing is it, it's it's been bittersweet because I mean I I do miss everybody up there too, but uh, you know it, but that's a great thing about you know you know being on a plane ride. It's only three hours away. <laughs> you can right. go back. Right. Um, and I, I've met a lot of great people up in New England too, so I don't want to you know undersell that. I mean I I spent fifteen of my professional years up there you know, cutting my teeth and getting going. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a special place for me. I mean, there's, I've met a lot of great lifelong friends and met a lot of, uh, just great people doing music. And, and the other thing was that, you know, I can do music from anywhere, you know, and that's, and that's what prompted it too. And eventually I want to start heading in Nashville to, you know, do some showcases there and, yeah. and be able to tour and stuff and that's only about an hour plane ride so i figured why not just give it a shot and yeah we fell in love with the area too so that didn't that didn't hurt either that's yeah. awesome so is so, um you know gigging up here and then gigging down there like what what have you found was easy or difficult to, was it easy or difficult to transition between the two places or i think it's about the same honestly um i think you know, it, it just, uh, there's just little differences here and there between, you know, how you play and where you play. You know, right now it's really humid. Yeah. So playing at six o'clock is a, you know, godsend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, because between three and six, uh, not so great. Yeah. You know? I think it's, I think it's really more seasonable things. Like, you know, like in the summertime up there, it's anytime's great. But once you start getting into October, it gets really cold. Yeah. So it's kind of like reverse winter in that sense. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, it's just, it's just different. I mean, there's, you know, it's different wherever you go, wherever you are in the country, you know? And I, and I think it's, I, I think that the important thing is that, you know, being able to play for people who want to hear you play music, that's really the biggest thing. And within new England and with down here, that's always remained constant. So that's where that's the same. Yeah. There's always people that want to go out and listen to music and it's fantastic. And new England really has developed a scene, you know, you know, pretty big scene within the last 10 or 15 years. And it's just fantastic, you know? And, and like I said, the nice thing with the internet is you can, you can, you know, now I can book my own tours, which I do. I can be in touch with everybody through email. So instead of hearing weeks, which I used to do through press kits, I can hear back with people in minutes. Yeah. So, and, and that's, that's really what prompted the move down. And, you know, I said, I can really do this from anywhere and be able to, you know, be able to keep doing this, which is great. So that was, that was a big part of it. That That's awesome. So now, you know, I ask everybody this, so don't, you know, don't take offense if, and if you do, I apologize, but now is, oh, is, your head off. Don't worry. is this, <laughs> is this your profession or do you hold a, a quote unquote normal job during the week? No, no, this is, I, I do this full time, you know, That's awesome. seven. yeah. That's and, awesome. um, and it started if it, uh, going back to the live thing. It started a couple years ago. I was actually making more doing gigs than I was full time. That's my awesome. job. And I did, I was burning myself out. I was working two jobs. I said, I can't do this anymore. One of them's got a gig. And not, you know, and I talked to my wife about it and we talked about it. And she's like, just just do the gigs. And and, and you know, that's I think part of it too with life in general is you really 
want to do the things you're passionate about, but ones you, you want to work at too. Right. And I, I think it's just good for growth and for, for just a good quality of life thing. Yeah. I mean, the other great thing about this is if I, you know, if I go and do a tour somewhere, my wife can come with me if she wants to, Right. you know, which is great. And she's, there was times we would make, um, when I was in new England, I'd be playing up in uh, white river junction in that area and yeah. uh, New Hampshire and Vermont and that sort of around the border there. And uh, she would come with me for a whole weekend and we, you know, we would go do stuff during the day and then I'd go play at night and make a couple day thing of it, like a mini vacation every time. Yeah. And I mean, and I, go here and there in New England and, and that's what we did. And it, it was great because we got to see more time, you know, we had more time with each other, which is important too. And, you know, I, I think that's the thing. I think it's, you know, if you love it, it's not work, right? right. That sort of thing. That's so, true. you know, you try to, you just try to balance everything out with life in general and try to do what works for you and what doesn't and you weed it out. And, you know, with music, that was the one constant in my life, you know, and I, I love that. I've met so many great people doing this, yourself included. And thank you. it's, it's just a really cool thing. So I couldn't have really imagined myself doing anything else. And that's really where it started. I'd say either I'm going to fail or I'm going to succeed. And that was two years ago. So um, I'm still doing it. I'm, I'm still out there. I'm still playing and it's, it's only going up again. So that's, that's, that's good. You know, that's, that's so great. Now, do you, do you find yourself? Cause you know, I, I've, you know, especially with this podcast over, you know, it's only really been within the last month, month and a half where I've really, you know, I started this whole process back in June. It was just kind of a, you know, a silly thing to, to me at the time. And it was like, a, yeah, you, maybe I'll talk, you know, to myself about country music and what I like. And, and then I thought to myself, maybe I wonder if there's, you know, interest in people wanting to be interviewed and come on the show and get their stuff out there. And that's, Within the last, oh, I don't know, month, month and a half, that's when, you know, I was like, yeah, well, I'm going to start reaching out to people and, and seeing, you know, if there's an interest. And, you know, it kind of took me by surprise on how much of an interest there was, um, you know, and being able to, you know, book all these interviews and all these, you know, great people to come on and, and talk about themselves and, you know, push their their craft and and all that it's it's kind of been a whirlwind um sure did you feel that way when you when you left you know your nine to five to do this full time like oh my god where did this come from no and well and 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 furthermore if you love what excuse me if you love what you're doing like i said just go for it don't even think about it you know and it's great that you're able to do this so i mean that's you, you know, for, for, for on your sake, I would, you know, you got to love doing it and you love interviewing people and you get, that's a cool thing with you. You get to hear the other side of it. You're on the other side, being able yeah. to hear other people's stories and things like that, um, which is great. I mean, it's, you know, and, and we appreciate that as artists too. Um, you, you know, as far as is going, I just, I, I had done it for so long that I knew what I needed to do. In that yeah. sense, I, I had, you know, my days are spent, you know, well, I'll kind of give you a quick rundown. A lot of people think uh, when you're a musician, it's, it starts and ends on the stage and it doesn't. Right. And as you know, it's setting people up with times, coordinating things, a lot of emails, that sort of thing. 
and that's the stuff people don't see. And that's what I do during the week. A lot of it is maintaining my own website. I do all my own website maintaining, social media, all that stuff. Yeah. And that was the full-time job part of it too. So there's that ordering your supplies when you need it, you know, guitar strings, extra, you know, extra cables if you need that, that sort of thing. Yeah. Fine-tuning your live sound stuff. That's all the stuff that that people don't see. Right. You know, and it's cool to be able to have a platform like you have here where you can show people this is, hey, this is me. This is what I do. I get to interview people and I love doing this. And it's it's not scary if you love doing it. But, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's funny because like my wife, you know, she's super supportive and I, you know, I. I, I give her a lot of credit because we have three kids and, you know, I work full time in the city. And so that that commute right there is a th- is three hours of my day and then eight hours there. And then, yeah, you know, coming and this home is and, your release. Right. You know, what right. I mean? like, right. And, you know, like, you know, she's she's very nicely asked me to, you know, just, um, you know, kind of. <laughs> make my schedule a little more <laughs> flexible um you know because because i do have all these things and you know you can't lose sight of what's important either it, it's a balance you know I, I mentioned that before and it, it's hard i mean you know if life were easy you know <laughs> right it, it, it isn't you know um and, and it, it's not for the faint of heart for sure but it's but the big thing is you're able to balance it and find what works for you. And it is trial by fire. I mean, you know, there's times in all of our lives where things come up and you go, Oh, I got to go and do this. I'm sorry, hon. I got to go. And it's just a balancing act. And as long as you all respect each other, that's the big thing. And, and the love's there, you know, and that, that's so important. And you work around the other stuff. It, it, it's just, it, it's oh, yeah. just scheduling stuff. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, cause like she'll, she'll ask, she's like, you know, who's on the schedule this week and I'll tell her. And then like, you know, I've had, I've had some, you know, pretty well-known um, people within Nashville and, you know, I quote on, you know, stars, I guess you could say, you know, reach out about certain things. And I say, listen, if, you know, <laughs> certain people are reaching out and they can only do certain times. Like I have to take it, you know, I, I, you know, even if it is our, you know, our Tuesday nights at nine (laughs) o'clock, you know, but, and, and she's, she's super supportive of it. And it's, you know, it makes it, it makes doing what you love a lot easier. Sure. And, and that's the thing. It's, you try to, you try to schedule it and fine tune it in your life. And, yeah. You have to allow yourself to have that time too. I mean, there's, there's times where I take certain times off during the year to where I go, okay, like this is for, this is my time, you know? Yeah. And that's so important to recharge your batteries, and, you know, can reconnect with your family and friends and life and all that stuff. And that, that stuff is so important and honestly, that's what the new EP is about. It's it's about that reconnecting with things, um, especially back roads. And, uh, you know, Cool Fall Nights was about my experience with um, 
just New England in the fall time and my fondness of that time of year. I love that time of year. Yeah. And, um, you know, that a lot of that is about reconnecting and, and that's such an, a key thing. And when I did these songs, I really felt a strong connection with that, with going back to the basics and just enjoying, just enjoying what I was doing. Like I didn't even really think about it, you know? And that's such an important thing to carry over into your life too. being able to just do that, just reconnect with that sort of thing. And it permeates into the rest of what you do. And I think that's the most important thing, you know, in life. If you can, if you could do that and, and, and keep those close, you love and, you know, put, put a good effort forward and just be nice to people. Yeah, you know you're gonna you're gonna do all right. You're gonna you're gonna enjoy yourself, and you're gonna have a good time. It's you're gonna be living. You're not gonna be working. You know. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, so so to go back to to your music, um, you were mentioning that you have several releases, um, mm-hmm. several albums out. How? What what was the delay between it looks like blueprints in 2015 to to this? latest one i did an ep online in 2017 called second chances okay um that was an online release only i tried something different i figured well i'll release a couple of tunes and do that um i was also on the road a lot so i would do oh back then i would do probably close to 150 shows a year oh wow yeah it was plus working and trying to live life and all those things. Sure. Um, For a number of years, I was doing anywhere between 100 and 150 shows a year. So it was, it was just being able to find the time. You know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of the records I made were between being on the road, to be honest with you, over the last 15 years. Um, This was the only one I wasn't on the road for. And, I got to tell you, it was pretty awesome to be able to allot myself that time to do that. Cause there was, cause we, I talked to you before when I first started about, Oh, there's certain takes I wish I'd done better and things like that. I should have written this line differently in that. And with this, with this EP, there was none of that. As soon as I was done with it, I, I gave all my attention to it and I think it shows. And I, and I think, you know, I, I can listen to it back and go, okay, like there's nothing you know, because when you're a musician, you're always thinking, what can I improve on? That sort of thing. And I went, this is what it is. And I didn't, you know, and a lot of times artists will give themselves that pressure. And it's, you don't need to. You know, when it's done, it's done and you move on to the next thing. Oh, yeah. And that's, and that was really a good lesson with this one. It, it really taught me a lot of letting certain things go and just doing what you need to do. Yeah. And, and that was, I think that was the big difference between the time difference between the releases was i was just on the road a lot and i was involved in uh, a couple of different projects here and there um either doing session work for people or you know that sort of thing so i was just busy and yeah um, which isn't a bad thing you know no, it's good no absolutely not busy but busy it, there's also t- like i said there's also time you need to kind of you know reel it in too yeah so what you, you know you talk about your writing and and you know doing stuff for other people um who who are some of those people you've worked with 
I, I did uh, mostly it was lead guitar work stuff, nothing on records. Um, okay. But I, I used to um, I used to play with Sean Florida a lot. Um, I've mostly lead guitar work for bands, things like that. Um, my uh, there was a friend's band, Endless Possibilities. I would do a lot of lead guitar work for. Um, and back in uh, 2017, there was a Beatles tribute uh, night that we did. It was to raise money for uh, kids for instruments for I think it was the Fitchburg Youth Center. I forget I, I forget the name of the charity specifically, but I would do charitable stuff like that, and nice. um, you know, w- and, and just sort of you know just sort of make the rounds that way. Um, you know, people would often ask me to sit in on gigs, and I just go and do it. You know, nice. <laughs> which is funny. Um, I went to see April Cushman one night, and. Uh, I just wanted to see her play live. I went with my wife and she's like, yeah, come on up and do Tennessee whiskey. I'm like, no, I'm here to support you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually- <laughs> but, but, but April is really nice. She's, she's really cool. And, yeah. um, you know, she's just said, yeah, come up and do it too. And so a lot of times it would be stuff like that. And, that that's uh, awesome. It was yeah, funny. I, it's like, I'm just coming here to support you. <laughs> you know, I, I got the night off, you know, but I didn't, right. but it was really funny. Yeah. I've, um, I've talked to April you know, quite a bit trying to get her on and our schedules are just so crazy that it's, it hasn't been working, but um, I'll, I'll be actually seeing her Saturday. Awesome. She's, she does a great job. Yeah. She's, I, she's got I can't a wait to finally too. see her live that I'm very much. Looking oh, forward you, to you, you, you'll love it. Yeah. Just go. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, uh, I, but that's how it would start. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, it was a lot of that type of thing. So then, uh, you know, fast forward to now, I had the time and, and did it. But yeah, definitely no regrets. That's awesome. Um, so so let me ask you then, you know, you have this career, you know, because let's let's be honest, that's what it is. It's this is your career. Um, you know, you're you're climbing, you're doing your thing. What is what is what is your ultimate goal? Like what is your ultimate hope for all of this? I love to be able to tour nationally. Um, yeah. That, which is part of the reason I moved down here, was to kind of start that process and jumpstart it. Um, sort of get me out of my comfort zone, so to speak. Yeah. And, uh, and and just and just go and do it. And you know that that would be the ultimate goal to be able to do that and to be have a healthy regular touring schedule and and just grow it. Yeah. You know, that that's what everybody hopes for. And you know, I think as stuff you know like i said with the pandemic once it excuse me it sort of you know goes back to hopefully a more normal thing i think you're going to see that i think you're going to see a lot of growth with that and you know i think that that's really been the biggest challenge for people right now is just concert goers and performers right it's and and rightfully so and then i'm not going to go too far down this rabbit hole but you know I, I think once everything starts picking back up, I think it'll be good for a lot of folks and, and people love it and they miss it. And as long as there's people that want to hear music and people that want to play music, you're going to, you'll always have that. Yeah. And you know, that's, that's really important. So the, um, the ultimate goal is to just keep doing it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, keep, and you keep know, going and, and not being able to stop, but it's, it's been challenging for a lot of people. And, um, and I just think for mental health, it's great for people too to have music back. I mean, just to, you know, focus on something else, you know, yeah. 
from what we've been exposed to. And it's great, you know, and it's, it's enriched my life. It's, I know it enriches other people's lives and that's why we all do these things. It's why you interview and you enjoy music and I play it. Or if you do play, you play for yourself, you know, and that, and all that's important. And that's, that's really what ties us all together with that. And it's, as long as we can all keep that going, it's, it it won't slow down. It's great. Yeah. You know, and, I don't know how much of this, I'm sure you've listened to every one of these episodes religiously at least twice. Um, but no, I did hear some, sure. Yeah. <laughs> my first interview was with a, was with a kid from Florida named uh, Derek Lursh. And, you know, he's kind of, he's ripped, you know, seems to be ripping up the scene down there. You know, he's somebody you might want to, you know, if you want, I can get you in contact with. And sure. You know, he's a, he's, he's a, he's got a great band. He's, you know, played in some pretty big places down there um you know so so to connect you guys would be i think would would fit really well yeah that'd be great Um, absolutely so and now that was a my own little uh shameless plug of my own self i guess no hey do what you gotta do man (laughs) (laughs) um so so with that being said you know this the stages you've played the stages you haven't played um yet what what is one of those stages you haven't played yet that is you know it's on the bucket list Hmm. i mean i mean you always hope for the big time so to speak but um i don't know to be honest with you i i i you know, I, it would be great to do it in steps, maybe, you know, the melody tent, so to speak, and then go to Great Woods. And it's not Great Woods anymore, but there, wherever. Um, honestly, I'm thankful to have a stage to play on. To me, that's, that's the reward, is being yeah. able to play on a stage, night after night, wherever. Right. To me, that's the important part of it. And yeah, would you would you like to get up there? You know, I'd lie to you and say if I didn't think about that. Of course, I would. But you know, I, I think it it's important to you know, and, and this is something I've, I've sort of picked up recently, where it's important to realize where you're at and just set goals for yourself that are attainable and and grow it. I mean, because if you think about it, you really you know, when you're learning anything or going into any sort of work or if there's anything else in life, you don't just go from zero to a hundred. It doesn't work that way. Like if um, I recently took back up fishing during uh, our downtime <laughs> and I hadn't fished in years and this is a good parallel to this. So I'll make this quick. Um, I didn't know really much about it. So am I going to be a master angler? When I go out the first time, no, I lost about four lures. I couldn't tie a knot to save my life. <laughs> and I was more frustrated than anything. Yeah. But I, I worked I... on it. And the next thing I knew, I was bagging fish left and right. I knew where to look. I knew what time of day to go. I knew how to tie a better knot so I didn't lose any lures. And if I did, I hope it was on a big one. You know? Yeah. Um, and that's but that's that was a good parallel for it i i I find you know you're either in it and doing it or you aren't and i think that's an important thing to keep an eye on when you're doing this and i think you you can't because a lot of people i think get wrapped up in what they think something should be 
And I have been guilty of that too. I'm not going to say I haven't been, but there, there's times where there's experiences of things that happen that sort of get you back grounded for that. And, you know, it's an, I think it's just a natural progression is if, if you work at it and it takes work, you'll get to where you need to go. Um, I would, like I said, I would love to be on the bigger stages opening for acts and eventually headlining, but it'll take time and it'll take some work and it'll take some, you know, some negotiation and, meeting people and contacts and networking and that takes time like anything else, but you build that and you build those relationships and you grow. And that's, that's what led me to here tonight. You know, it's, you know, just different threads of things happening, whether, you know, last month I was on metronome or this month, rather I'm on metronomes uh, magazine for um, on the cover story. But that didn't happen by accident. That happened because of playing out and meeting people. And, and then I met Brian, who owns the magazine and contributes to it. And we built a, a very good friendship through that over time. So I, I think a lot of that stuff comes from that, you know, being able to work and to keep that work mindset. And I think when the second you stop working is when you literally stop working, as you know. No, so, yeah, absolutely. So as long as you have that drive and you keep going, I think that you'll end up to where you're supposed to be. And then if you're where you're supposed to be, that's cool too. You know, just being able to do this, you know, week in and week out and to be able to talk to you and to, to have my music to the, like people can check out my music in Australia and England. How cool is that? Like yeah. oh, 10 yeah, years absolutely. ago, that wasn't even fathomable. You yeah. know, it, it's, it's amazing. So you know, as time goes on, you learn the skills and you build on those. And I think, I think that's important, you know, being able to adapt because there's a lot that changes and it changes very quickly. So, yeah. you know, um, your... so anyway, it was a long way to get there, but I think the general hope is just to grow and to keep going. No, but, but you're right. I mean, having access, you know, with the internet, the way we all do, like I couldn't even, I wouldn't even be able to do this show without Spotify because Right. There's so much, you know, my, my main focus is, you know, up and coming talent or local artists and stuff like that. And like, I wouldn't know any of these people if it wasn't for Spotify. I'd have no idea, you know, and or I, I definitely want to be able to hear them. You know, right. I might be able to, I might know who they are, but I wouldn't, you know, I, I yeah, I wouldn't, I just wouldn't, <laughs> you know, and that's. Well, connects us into an area where we wouldn't have been connected before. Right. And, I, and, I, and that's a very powerful thing. I think a lot of people overlook and that's huge. It's, it's, it's what gives it the driving force for that, you know? And I think that's the new, um, that's sort of the wave of the future of things. I mean, it's in a weird way. It used to be that you would go out and see bands, you know, through friends and things like that. That was your social network, so to speak. Because when I started this and, and did that, that's what we would do. We'd go see our favorite local people that we knew right. and go and see them play live. And it starts there. But now with the internet, it's so easy to connect people virtually and in, in, in the world. And, you know, bridging those two things is, 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 it can be challenging, but, you know, at least you have some sort of a presence and that's huge. And I think, you know, that's the new way of connecting people. So, you hear something you like on Spotify, you go, oh, great. Like, 
I want to find out more about this artist or this person. And you go, you know, I, I tend to do that myself. I'm guilty of that. My wife will look and she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, yeah, I just went down a rabbit hole of 10 YouTube videos of watching people play live. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and, that, you know, that's, and that's, that's how thing. it starts, you know? Right. That's the thing for me. And that's, you know, that's kind of how it's always been where, you know, especially with the, you know, I've always been a lesser known artist fan. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll discover these bands and these artists and listen to them. And then, and then that, that's what drives me to want to see them live. And it's like, all right, hurry up and come to my area so I can see you. Because as soon as you're here, I'm seeing you. Right. Yeah. And, you know, that, that's another thing I meant to mention. So I'm, I'm hoping to come back up there, um, hopefully by next summer. That, yeah, we'll that would be awesome. Together. So I'm, I, I already talked to people in my last run this time around. So I hope to come back up and, uh, hope, you know, hope, hopefully I'll get to be able to meet you when I get up back up yeah. there. Oh, and absolutely. Then, and I would love great. for that to happen because, you know, from, from the sounds of it, I mean, you haven't really told me quite where you're from, but based on the where, you, where you're doing your stuff. I was from uh, Central Mass, yeah. Yeah, it, so am I. So it's, you, you know, we're definitely, we definitely are in the, in the sim- similar circles, I guess you could say. Sure. You know, because I'm, I'm smack dab right in between Worcester and Providence. You know, oh, nice. so, you know, I have a, one of my kids lives in Worcester, so it's, you know, it, it's, it's a crazy life, but it works. Excellent. Yeah. And it's, you know, that, um, I'm trying to think of where, like more around like the Lemonster, you know, you know, Fitchburg Gardner area. That's where I started. Yeah. And then eventually I went into Boston and North shore and, and that sort of thing and did new England for a long time. Um, but it's great. I mean, I, you know, I'm, like I said, I miss the area. So I'm planning on doing, um, if all the cards line up and I can, you know, get back up near like Salem mass in that area, uh, back into Worcester in the Worcester County. Um, I'll be, I'll be in touch with some people next year, probably February, March, I'll be talking to people nice. and I'll be hopefully be able to set up a tour of a couple of weeks to get back up there. I'd love to see you. So, yeah, absolutely. I, w- I would love to see you. Um, you know, there, there's some, it, it's crazy how, you know, speaking of Worcester, you know, I, I remember growing up and like Worcester was, you, you didn't want to go through Worcester if you had to get to somewhere else, you know, but now it's, it's really downtown Worcester and what they've done with the, with the woo socks and trying to revitalize that whole, you know kelly square area like it's a it's a lot of fun to be in that city now oh it was fun before then <laughs> <laughs> well i'm sure as, but... some, as somebody as somebody who used to play you know i i sort of look at it as old worcester and new worcester in that yeah. sense um it's good and it's bad um yeah. i think it's bad because more corporate has moved in um the good of it was it had a hometown feel to it as far yeah. as the city was concerned and I remember, a lot, honestly, a lot of where I got to go to, as far as my career, started in Worcester. Yeah. And Worcester is always going to hold a special place in my heart for that, because I met a lot of great up-and-coming people in the restaurant industry who oh, yeah. were starting from Boston from nothing. Yeah. And now they own six restaurants in the Worcester area. Yeah. I met a lot of great people that... Um, started a lot of their own businesses and sounds um you know uh and being able to meet people in the scene that were in worcester at the time i mean it was worcester was 
it wasn't a surprise that it happened, I guess is what I'm telling you, because yeah. from what I've seen and the people I met, it was, it was going there, but, but people had the old, older Worcester in mind. They yeah. didn't really think about it, but yeah, Worcester in general. Yeah. That'll always be my second home because yeah. it, 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 the, the, I met so many great people and, it, and really it, that's, that was my home base. Like I would go to, you know, I would go and tour Connecticut, uh, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, and then I'd have to crash in Worcester at friends' places at the time. This right. was about ten years ago, or so. And it, you know, it it really is a city on the come, and it, it's nice to see it get, see them get their deal for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, I mean, I know you haven't been gone that long, you know, but, but you know, the whole you know the nightmare that was Kelly Square before. Oh yeah, they changed that. Yeah, yeah, it, it, and it's you know it's a nightmare in a different kind of way. It's a nightmare where you you know now I've got to go all the way down to Burger King and come back to get on to two ninety and not. That's a good problem to have. I right, used to and not you know risk my life and close my eyes and just. <laughs> just it was uh, gun it and go. That was that was what the locals would tell you. There's yeah. just gun it and go. People just know to stop. And I and it's funny because. When I first started cutting my teeth with the business and getting going, I was playing up in, well, where it was before, you know, um, Lucky Dog is no longer there and Sir Morgan's Cove before that. Yeah. But I would play there. And then the next night or a couple, you know, a week later, I'm on Water Street going the other way. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I oh yeah, I remember that area quite a bit. Yeah. And I would always go early and try not to hit rush hour too. I'd always yeah. show up super early so I didn't have to deal with traffic. And by the time I got out of my gig, I wasn't buried either. So right, yeah. I, oh, I <laughs> believe me. I remember those days. It was uh, it was interesting for sure. It's always nice to talk to people from from the area that that know what you're talking about. You know, so for everybody else that doesn't know, don't even worry about it. It's a long story, but it's uh, a good one though. I mean, it it's, is. It's, Worcester's like the underdog city. You know what I mean? Like you're rooting for it and. You're, you're hoping for it to to be big and right. now it's getting big and, yeah. and people want to go there and that's a really good thing too and it's it's nice to get that's where Worcester hasn't changed in that where they have yeah. that sense of community and right. I'm glad they didn't give up on that because they the one thing I give the bog park credit for too is that they invited a lot of local business I saw too so yeah well I think, they, I think they knew they had to you know if you yeah. you don't let BTs or Coney Island or you know, anything like that go in, you know, they're going to, people aren't going to be happy, you know, especially in that city. And it's good to, and it's good to, well, these people built it too. Right. You know what I mean? They paid the taxes and they, they built it too, Yeah. you know, with everybody. And, and it's, and that's, that's why it always holds a special place for me because it, it really felt like I was in a small town in a city and yeah. everybody I met there was super cool. Yeah, you know, I never, I never had any issues in the city with that stuff, and I played in Worcester for years, so yeah, that will always hold a special place in my heart for sure. Yeah. Um. So so now let's let's go to to my final couple final questions of of my evening. Um. Seeing we are the Boots and Whiskey podcast, what do you, if you wear boots? What are your favorite brand? And if you drink whiskey, what's your favorite brand? Oh, that's easy. Um. I got both of those um, area boots because I have duck feet, so to speak. So they sort of like V out and I, I got a really wide foot. In other words, so they're the only cowboy boot that fits. 
and I love those things. They're the most comfortable boots I've ever worn. And um, I'm not wearing them now because it's summertime. And I'm in Beach County, but yeah, when it's wintertime or I'm, I'm playing a gig where uh, jeans are required, my boots are definitely in my area. It's, I love those things. Yeah, my and my, whiskey, and my whiskey of choice is uh, Gentleman Jack because it's smooth, it's simple, just like me. Yeah, <laughs> nice. I love yeah, it. It's, it's, know, it's funny because you know, prior to this year, I was I was never really a a whiskey person, and then my wife and I and a, a few you love of it our, or hate it, you know, <laughs> right? But we went to a whiskey bar, and that was like that was what their thing was. So like when you go to something like that, like you got to try what their thing is, right? Sure. And me and another one of the guys that were there were like, oh, let's do a flight of these whiskeys. And I was like, all right, let, let me just piss my money away because I don't like whiskey and call it a day. And um, I tried it and like I fell in love. It was like, damn, this is great. Uh, so, you know, for me, well, what was that? What was what? What the whiskey you fell in love with? Um, I'm not sure. It was like a flight from whiskeys around the world. Oh, cool. Um, because I, I didn't want to do like a jack flight. You know, I can yeah. I can do that at home. <laughs> you know. Right. Or so, go to go and get a couple nips or something. Yeah. Right, right. So so I did that and then, you know, I had a couple of, you know, specialty whiskey mixes that they were doing and um, you know, I real there was a there was a special they were doing. It was called The Godfather, where it was uh, whiskey and amaretto. And oh, <laughs> yeah, it, it that's what kind of, um, you know, took me for a ride. It That was that's where the love came in. And then ever yeah, since I, I bet you felt great the next morning, too. Huh? Uh, you know, but it's weird because it's like I tell my wife, like when I drink whiskey all night, I don't have that full body drunk feel. I just have yeah. the head drunk feel. Yeah. Yep. So I wake up, you know, fine, or, you know, maybe a little, maybe still a little dazed, but you know, I don't feel like I could just lay down and die. Um, but like you, Ariats too. My wife got me a, uh, a pair of Ariats for my birthday right before the pandemic started um, because my birthday is beginning of March. So oh, nice. I got a pair of uh, boots. Valentine's Day for me. So nice. Yeah, yeah I, got a, I got a pair of boots that I couldn't wear anywhere for a year. So that was a lot of fun. So I would just put them on. Yeah, you break them in, you know. Excuse me. What's that? Break them in, you know. Yeah, you break them in, you know. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. And now I, those are my, you know, I have to wear a suit to work every day, so that's what I wear as my my quote unquote dress shoe. Nice. Yeah. Um. So I think those are my two big questions I had. Um. You know, the the heavy hitters of the night. Yeah, those are you know you 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 always want to end strong, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's um, a good thing. No, it's, yeah. it's definitely a good thing. No. Yeah. So you know, w- with that being said, you know, I, unless you've got anything more you want to add, you know, I I don't have any more questions. Sure. Um, um I'd, I'd like to be able to plug a few things if I could. If hell you yeah, mind. that's what you're um, here for. Uh, so people can find me on my social media accounts, uh, whether they be Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. It's at Ken Macy Music. You can also Google it too. That's fine. And uh, you can find my music on Spotify, Pandora, Apple iTunes. And I have CDs available exclusively through my website. So that's the only spot you can get my CD is uh, through KenMacyMusic.com. And I have stickers and can coolers and all sorts of stuff up on there too. So um, yeah, you'll be able to find all that on there. 
and uh, tour dates, especially too. Yes. Yeah. When I'm in Florida or Nashville, hopefully, and, you know, hopefully back up north soon. Yeah. It'll all be up on KenMasonMusic.com. Awesome. Awesome. Now, actually, I did have one last question for you. Sure. Did I read or see properly that um, while you were up here, you were featured on 102.5? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that was, um, yeah, I had a couple of things, actually. Uh, Country 102.5 was in 2019. Yeah. Um, I was on uh, the local catch of the week up there, which was great. And then recently on 1017 The Bull, they played my uh, for my new EP, Backroads, the single. They played that on the Sunday program. And also, um, I got to give a shout out to um, Lori Lori on the Cape on Pixie 103. She plays a lot of my stuff regularly. She's awesome. And um, I want to thank her, too, because she's she's been with me since the beginning, which is great. That's awesome. Um, but, yeah, I had a couple of few radio things, too. Yeah. That's awesome. That's good. I, I always like seeing the local, the local people, the local acts get on, get on the radio when, you know, they typically, unfortunately wouldn't, wouldn't be, but you know, oh, it's I'm, great. I'm it's glad great every time. Yeah. yeah. That some of these DJs have taken it upon themselves and, you know, kind of do that. I think that's great. Yeah. And it's, it's good that they're able to do that. It, it, you know, it's a big help to all of us really when they do that. So it's yeah. great. Absolutely. It's great exposure. For sure. Um, so, yeah. So other than that, you know, I can't thank you enough for being on. You know, I can't wait to meet you in person. No, uh, same. Um, you know, when when you're up here, you know, you have my number, you know, feel free to reach out with anything you need. And, you know, as things come up and you release new tunes or whatever, I'd love to have you back on and talk about it and, you know, plug it and do all that for you. Yeah, definitely. And if, yeah, if, 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 you know, if you ever come down to Florida, <laughs> well, that's always the thing I tell people. It's like, oh, I got to twist my arm to come to Florida. Right. But yeah. If you're no. ever down in Florida on the West side, just let me know and uh, love to meet up with you as well. Yeah, so. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I keep, um, I keep hearing about this trip my wife wants to take to Marco Island. So. Oh, great. Yeah. That's a, that's a beautiful spot. So yeah. we'll see. Pretty much, I, I, pretty much anywhere on the West coast you go. No problem. Yeah. yeah you know, we're not too far from Sarasota and it's, it's gorgeous there too. So there's, there's, there's no bad spot, you know? Yeah. We, you know, we've, we've talked about retiring down there, but we're also not sure if we want to deal with that level of heat all the time. It's just but, reverse winter. I mean, yeah. it's, you get used to it. I mean, it's, you know, instead of running heat, you run AC, yeah. you know, um, you don't have to shovel your roof or your driveway or any of that stuff, you know, yeah. which is nice. That's um, that sounds like a dream, Ken. But the trade-off is it's it is hot out. I mean, it's you know, you're you're sweating when you don't want to be sweating either. Yeah. So it's you know, that part of it's not fun, but it's it's all relative what you want, what you like. Absolutely. But yeah, it'd be great to see you at some point and uh we'll make that happen. So Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate the time and I appreciate you having me on the program too. Absolutely. And, uh, thank you everybody out there that listened too. Thank yeah, you so any, much. Anytime, anytime. Just let me know what's going on and it will we'll get you in. Excellent. All right, Ken. Well, thanks so much um for coming on and and we'll talk soon. Sounds good. Thank you for everybody listening too and um hope to see you all soon. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Sure, no problem. All right, you take care. All right, thank you. Bye. Bye. Well, there you have it, everyone. My interview with Ken Macy. What a great guy. What a great um, time to 
spend with him and listen to his story and, you know, talk a little bit about his music and music in general and, you know, being from this area. It was a lot of fun. Ken, thank you so much for, for being on. Um, you know, you can find all of our episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, you find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Boots and Whiskey Podcast. Um, Twitter is at Boots and at Boots Whiskey. Um, we're going to start plugging Facebook and Twitter a lot more, but the Instagram's really carrying us. So we're going to, you know, we keep doing that because that's easy. Oh, we're also on TikTok too, at Boots and Whiskey Podcast. I don't know why, but, you know, whatever. TikTok is where it's at for a lot of people. So we're on TikTok too. Um, so I hope you enjoyed this episode and look forward to hearing you on the next one. Bye, everyone.